Hi and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Mother, directed by Darren Aronofsky and released in 2017. The plot of Mother goes something like this. A couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home. Yeah, that's that's sort of the plot. Vaguely. I want to know if you know what this movie was about. Yes. Um, it's about... I'm gonna. This is the spoiler-free section, so I'll try and be All as right. spoiler-free as I no, can. No, wait. Well, let's do the spoiler-free section first. Do you think people should see this movie? No. No. I do not. This is pretentious, middle-aged, white guy creative who hasn't been told no in a long time. Crap. Yeah. I mean, this movie gave... I already had a headache on this today. This movie gave me more of one. Oh, it yes. It was going away for a bit, and it just brought it back. It's hard to watch. All handheld, um, all shaky cam. It's all handheld. It's really like... Yeah, I mean, I know what he was trying to do, mm-hmm. and uh, there are some bits in it I didn't mind. I quite liked Michelle Pfeiffer in it, actually. Mm-hmm. I was saying before the movie that I'm not always her biggest fan, but I liked her in this. She was very, you know, snarky and mean and fun, which is my favorite kind of Michelle Pfeiffer, I think. It, yes. Um, and uh, it's, I mean, when you know what it is, and when you're putting together all the pieces, it kind of is interesting in a way, but it's not fun. It is pretentious, really pretentious. Mm-hmm. Um, it is frustrating. And, I mean, I just sort of felt bad for, like, humanity <laughs> watching this movie. I felt bad for Jennifer Lawrence, not the character she plays, but for her. her like, like, as an actress, why yeah, me too. are you stuck in this thing? And not only that, she's actually dating the guy off, like, outside of the movie, like, Oh, it's just no. Like, she's a great actress, and even with this terrible material, she does a good job. But the material is so plodding and terrible, and it thinks it's so clever. <laughs> it's so, and it's, it's not so bonkers. Is the thing? It's like it's really hard to follow. Um, even with with my knowledge of what it is, it's so hard to follow. But it's like it, there's these all these bits where things just suddenly start happening. You're like, I don't what is happening right now and it's actually pretty like linear and obvious but it doesn't happen in like it happens in three seconds like mm-hmm. the whole movie seems to take place over like two days and it's just frustrating yeah, and annoying. The last it's bit. supposed to be really epic but it doesn't feel really epic it just feels silly to me and it sort of it uses the conventions of the thriller or the horror movie but it doesn't really use them very well. It's, it's sort of, I don't think it's supposed to. Yeah. I really don't. I don't think it's supposed to be a thriller or a horror movie. No, but I it's think. got the – you're supposed to get a better idea of the house as a character and – Yes, definitely. I think that the camera work really could have helped us get – because when you zoom get, out and you see a shot finally of the whole house from far away, you're like, oh, that's the layout of the house. Yeah. Up until that point, you have no idea. Because so, yeah, you're just I think being like, done a lot better. like handheld twirled around the house – and I get that we saw something really recently where I was like, it did a really good job of not do- of the opposite of that. Yeah, working out the geography, and, and it it um. Sorry, we're probably starting to get into more like spoilery territory here, but that I I kind of want to warn people off because of that handheld camera and made me extremely nauseous, and it even made Katie nauseous. It made me a bit well, dizzy. That just anyway, but I get that they want to use the handheld to kind of show her state of mind to show that like the whole thing is making her crazy, but. It also makes and it keep us with her the whole time. Yeah. It also makes it really hard for the audience to really ever sort of orient themselves in the yeah. story. You just kinda like, Oh, when or are we gonna get house. to when are we gonna get to the next bit? And how you know, you kind of just follow this thing around and it just doesn't really seem to go 
go anywhere exciting or interesting or anywhere even as clever it's as it thinks it goes. It's exciting in the end, but I mean, I don't know well, about in- – yeah. oh, it's, it's like it's so – it's like laughably crazy. Not like in a fun crazy – It's not, and it's no. also not like – yeah, it's not like a horror movie sort of growing in your like Rosemary's Baby ending way. It's just bonkers. Stupid. So, yeah, we do not recommend going to see this movie. No. Now we will get into the spoilery bit. Yes, and you were asking me what I think it's about. Yeah. Well, I think it's about how you should never get involved with middle-aged white creative types because they will just suck the life right out of you and replace you with a younger model. That's what I think this movie is about. And it quite literally at the beginning, I think you actually see an actress who looks very much like Rachel Weisz, who was Darren Aronofsky's muse 10 years ago and I think also dated him, burn up in front of you and be replaced with Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Right in so front of you. this movie is about um, Jennifer Lawrence's Mother Earth, Javier Bardem is God, um, Ed Harris is Adam, Michelle Pfeiffer is Eve, Domhnall Gleeson is Cain or Abel, whichever one was the older one, the other one is Abel, um, and then all the revelers come, she wants to get rid of them, so there's the flood, yep. it gets rid of everybody, it's the Bible. Yeah, right. The story is, is the Bible. Of course it um, is. Because it's Darren Aronofsky. Yep. So then later on, she has Jesus Everything goes. And people destroy Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But by the end of the movie, that metaphor became really obvious with all the poet worship. Well, nonsense. there's even, you even see um, in the office where she gives birth, the the curtains are cut, uh, like shut in such a way that there's a cross behind yeah. Javier. But it, yeah. No, I, I, I got the metaphor, but also the actual point oh, of it's it not- is don't get involved with guys like Darren Aronofsky. It's not a metaphor. I mean, it is a metaphor, but it's li- that it's literally just the Bible in a house. Yeah. The house is earth. God is a terrible middle-aged director who Psh. thinks he's cleverer than he is. Yeah, great. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, like, okay, so I, I went and found out this before I saw the movie because I was like, I do not want to go into a Darren Aronofsky movie knowing nothing about it. I just don't want to. No, it doesn't um, help you if you do that. And but- I, I just – I find it frustrating and pretentious <laughs> – Mm-hmm. And it seems to be marketed as something it's not. And I don't like the fact that it's kind of not yeah. honest about its religious intentions. Mm. That annoys me. But yeah, it, it. I'd actually, I wonder though, what it would be like to watch this as a religious person. Because I would probably feel kind of offended at the way. Much the like story people did when they saw Noah. Was, yeah, that the way that that creation story has been twisted in such a way. I feel like religious people well, would hate this movie. It's really odd because the message of this movie is never help anybody. Yeah. It, you, it's you got to take care of yourself. It's that God doesn't care about you and is the sort of shitty God well, of God the Old Testament. God doesn't care about Mother Earth. He cares yeah. about – he does seem to care about people but only in the fact that – like only in the sense of them worshipping him. Mm. Yeah, it's really – it's also it doesn't just it just doesn't work on a metaphorical level. Like if I, I think no. if we'd had some time with them as a couple, like being loving and happy in their little bubble mm-hmm. or something, we might care a little more. But you don't. But you don't. It ha- it's it's so fast. And you also even that part, you're like, why does Jen Florence even care about this house? Like, yeah, and, why? And she because and especially as we've just seen her like come in as a basically as a replacement for the last person, and uh, the her caring for the house thing is quite. I actually like the way that built up, whether it was because Jennifer Lawrence is a good actress or not. They actually built up, I think they built up the fact that she cared for this house and worked hard on this house and only to have all these people come in and destroy it. Mm. Sorry, I just was like, my father's house has many rooms because um, I've gone on a Bible track here. But 
I, I thought that was well, actually it's the Bible. well set up. The fact that she spends all this time caring for the house is well set up. It is, and but then, it's also like we don't get any sense of her wanting to do that. But you also don't ever get it, like or why? Well, you don't get a sense that she loves him. She, you get no. a sense that she is there to fill a role for him. Yeah, and there's no that. I mean, e- even down to the um bit where he won't have sex with her until then they do and and conceive well, a magical yeah, but we baby. Didn't know that until but that moment. There's no sense. Like, there's no. You just kind of like, why is she here with this guy? Why does she bother? What does she get out of this relationship? She's mm. putting in all, and she works so and that hard. is the point of her is that yeah. she just gives and gives and gives and gives and, and gives. gives until she can't give anymore and and can no longer survive and she works so hard and he's just flitting about upstairs i'm a poet and you just like it what is she getting out of this you just feel sorry for her like don't do this to yourself you could do better but also i don't know then i mean it's got such a negative view on anybody who but, isn't her yeah, and if well. she, but if she's mother earth that's a really terrible Way to th- it's just a terrible message. People are terrible. There's no point doing any maintenance or care for the, your environment. No, nope, just because wait people for everything are terrible and they die. will destroy everything you've worked for and everything you care about. Oh no, I think it's more that like Mother Earth keeps giving to us and we keep taking from her and we are terrible. Yeah, rather than yeah, it, it's it's just a very negative view of humanity. Mm. And also, I mean, then we got to get into the gender roles, which is very Madonna whore like. Oh my god! Yeah, and and the the idea of gender roles around Mother Earth as well. Yeah, like that the job, you know, her her goodness comes from working sacrificially until she kills herself. Yeah, like the idea that that's and what creating mother- a home and that, a baby for a man. And yeah, and that's what motherhood is. It's giving, making nice things for men, and working, bending over backwards so that men can have a nice place to live and work. See, I think it might have been trying to be critical of that. Yeah, it might have been. I think it because it seems to be very critical of God and of eh. like creative men and of all of this stuff. Right. But then, but then Darren also Aronofsky see it as a complete necessity. Is a creative man, and he is middle aged, and he does date women who are considerably younger than him. Yes, one of whom is the lead in this movie, and you can't like separate that from the movie. I know, but I, I do like. I'm saying that I think it's supposed to be like self critical and and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. Of, and it's like women are so sacrificing are like. and so wonderful yeah. and so beautiful, and she never has a single flaw on her face in the whole movie yeah. or anything and, like that. Um, <laughs> and the, but that message of like you know, that women are worthy only because they are so self-sacrificial and they do all the work yeah. that nobody else, you know, notices. And, like, and especially pitting her, horrifying. like, the only other woman in the movie that has any real impact is Michelle Pfeiffer's Eve, who is, mm. you know, the whore. She yeah. is, she has sex with her husband. Um, oh, God. I know. She wears sexy under underwear. It, <laughs> I know, it's so And then she's, like, also an overbearing busybody to Mother Earth. Like, yeah. you should have children. Yes, you definitely should. Yeah. She had to be everything, I suppose, all at once. And yeah. It was really like, I mean, I do actually did actually really enjoy the scenes with Michelle Pfeiffer and Jennifer Lawrence. They mm. were my favorite bits of the movie. Well, yeah, watching those clearly two. the standout performers of the movie, and they did they were great together. Like mm. they really played off each other well. Um, yeah, in ways that Ed Harris and Javier Bardem, and even um, when the Gleason brothers show up movie. later, yeah. But everything sort of seemed to like things just happen in this house, and she's just constantly reacting to everything. And you're like, mm. do something. Yeah, that's right. She's never like the active. Like, well, if we'd ever seen her make a start on these renovation projects, and we never do, all we see is that he is able to renew the house after the last wife kills herself. Because I think it's all like 
she's the same spirit and she's rebuilt yeah. the house herself and then she re- re- yeah. generates into but that But if we'd actually seen more of that... And, and but has memories her, of her having existed yeah, as that. Yeah, well, but also her, like, undertaking the project, you know, like, her actually looking at it and doing... Like, we, we, we see her, like, spackfilling some walls and stuff. We don't see her, like, sit down, see that it's bad and start from the beginning and... No. All that kind of stuff. And if we had that sense of her, that at least would give her a little bit of agency and mm. instead of just being reactive to everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. It's too much story to try and tell in one movie as well, mm. while also being lyrical and pretty. It's, it's not that pretty either. I really oh. could use some lighting. It's really dull looking. Like it's got obviously deliberately there's a like a grey sort of slate charcoal-y pa- uh, palette that is mm. used, which is why when she ha- makes like the mustard-coloured wall, it sort of stands out. But it it's also really dark when it doesn't need to be in like certain just just random sort of shots that are supposed to be in the daytime where you're supposed to be able to see what a person is saying or where they are. And it, you just can't really see everybody properly. Sometimes you, I get why they've done that, like the light bulb down in the basement and all that sort of thing. But – it's just sort of hard, and it's I also forgot about the blood on the light bulb in the basement yeah. that made it explode. Oh yeah, and all these like uh, metaphors for vaginas and childbirth and the bloodiness of being a woman and all that kind of stuff—just really, really unsubtle. Mm. That was also like the blood of the humans got into the house and and started destroying it because humans are terrible. Yeah, um, all people are terrible. Mm. No people are worthy of saving or like no. Anything and none of them are good either. They're they all, all ate the to body and the blood of Jesus. <laughs> it's really funny to me. It's not As a lapsed Catholic, <laughs> it's just really like they, okay. They give birth to this terrible CG baby. <laughs> like I think there was a re- might have been a real baby in a couple of shots. Yeah, I but think for there most was. Of, but yeah. when the baby smiles, that's not a real baby. No, when the baby is breastfeeding, that wasn't a real baby. And when the followers take the baby, that was a very clearly fake baby. Yeah. Like really obviously fake baby so <laughs> you were like oh no and i was like don't worry about what happens to the cg monstrosity i was like, i was oh knowing for jennifer lawrence yeah it's but it's just so like i can't because it's so ridiculous yeah like it's it's so kind of stupid and crazy like it doesn't mm. look real at all um and then <laughs> like dead like you know they yeah they don't show the baby being eat like being no cut up to be eaten or anything no um, i know which is kind of what i was expecting i think i think my favorite bit of the whole film is where she's actually given birth and they are just, just the two of them it's in the office standoff. yeah yeah i that is actually my favorite that part was really tense the whole film and also it's the part where she is kind of taking the most agency for herself that's true um and it just i don't know i i kind of feel I, I I feel that, you know, like she's actually done the work of creation. He's taking all the credit, of course, because he's God and that's what God does. But women do the work of creation in blood and like mess. And But he managed to take out a female character in order to have Mother Earth be the mother of, the, of Jesus because mm. he just took Mary out then. Yeah. Like and her story. So good job. But um, that bit was really properly tense and scary. And yeah. I think Javier Bardem is like a – a horror movie villain he's actually works quite well. He's a great villain. He, as a, yeah, that, and that's where he's at his best as well. When he's villainous, he is really good. But the problem is when he's not villainous, you're like, I don't, there's nothing there. Mm. There's no. No, especially between, between the them. two of them. There's no chemistry. And like 
when um, Ed Harris comes in and says, oh, I thought it was your daughter. Like, yeah, we know. We've <laughs> all been thinking that. He's clearly 20 years older than her. But not like not that people who have a 20-year age gap can't have chemistry. It's just that between them it looks weird. It just, yeah. there's, there isn't chemistry between them, between the actors, just as actors. And then you bring there's in also, the I age gap thing as well. I don't understand the point of the, like, I mean, I suppose the idea is God is older than Earth and God created Earth and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But um, I just don't. Like this role could have gone to an older actress or a younger man or a younger, younger man, god, yeah. and it wouldn't have really mattered that much. No, no. Just don't. Well, like yeah. Say what's Javier about him? Like forty-five or so. Put him a, a pair him with a forty-year-old actress. I say conservatively. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna find out now. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually was wondering that because he, he's kind of, he looks older, but I don't know that he actually is. But maybe, I don't know. That was a really interesting forty-eight. Forty-eight. So yeah. Yeah, okay, because, yeah, I, I was wondering because Javier Bedem in real life is married to Penelope Cruz and she's early 40s or so, so I figured he was only a few years older than her. Um, but cool. I didn't know that. So I'm sure like that comes as a shock to a our listeners kids. who yeah. <laughs> at this point are like, oh, Katie didn't know that somebody was dating somebody else. I didn't know that they're, Jennifer they're Lawrence. They married have two children. <laughs> I didn't know that Jennifer Lawrence was dating Darren Aronofsky until you told me, like, I think sometime this week or – when we were talking about going to see the movie, you were like, oh, yeah, she's dating him. I was like, oh, okay. And he's like 20 years older than her because he's like Javier Bardem's age and she's like 27, 28 or something. Yeah. She, and I, she looks young too. Like even, um, and it's that weird Jennifer Lawrence thing where she's always – she's often playing against with other actors who are much older than her, like yeah. Bradley Cooper in all those movies. And It's because you can't ha- – it's yet because still- they won't cast older actors, but she's like got this kind of – world weariness kind of about yeah. her so she's like kind of uh she seems older than she, she is well, yeah she's so got like life experience that way. in her face I, I get that but she also looks incredibly young like there's not a line on her face which we know because she's shot in extreme close-up she's like yeah, but it's like um matt smith as the doctor yeah that kind of like um old spirit oh, kind yeah, of yeah. idea that no i i get it um when the when the 40 something men hit on her they probably tell her she's an old soul well Probably, but yeah, it uh, yeah, it's but just all like those things sort of play hor- into it, and this. it's all the horrible ickiness I, of Hollywood. I feel like a lot of that kind of undermines what they, what he was trying to do with the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like it just kind of undercuts everything that's like I actually with Ed Harris with Adam and Eve's characters, I was like at least they like each other. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the best relationship in this movie. Really, they genuinely loved each other. They were supportive. They, they could be snarky with each other, other, but still, yeah, yeah. And they were still all over each other after like having two kids and everything. Yeah. I mean, and I thought that was a in great relationship. Sixties or however old they are. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Like, I was all for that one too. <laughs> That was the the most kind of uh, I mean, and Ed Harris was gross in this, but like yeah, but he was perfect for the part. Yes, but I also I just was like, oh, that's nice. They like each other. Yeah, yeah. Like in a movie that's so devoid of any kind of passion. Yeah, because that's the thing is that she's so pa- like her Mother Earth role is so passionless. It's just doormatty and like mm. you know it, it this is yeah like uh, not don't, how i s- would see uh, it, where is who would aspire to that like there's no. nothing aspirational about that role no yeah it's doormatty barefoot and pregnant mm. garbage but also yep. like yep it's not how i would see earth like earth is full of like volcanoes and like yeah, mother earth knows how to stand and, up for herself yeah exactly she's not just cleaning up after everybody and you know making everything nice 
deliberately Earth is full of creatures who can attack for themselves and, and like say, oceans and volcanoes and other natural phenomenon that can attack people for themselves to, you know, wipe them out if necessary with a giant flood or a fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It just seemed she was so passive um, yeah. until the end of the movie when she just goes bonkers and starts screaming at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fair. I get it. But it's also like it, it just kind of but it also it takes I don't I didn't feel anything. No, and it also takes her literally becoming Except a for mother the poor little boy to get- who wet himself. I felt bad for him. And yeah. he's cr- credited by the way as defiler. Aww. I'm like, "Oh, that's nice." But I mean, kid. again, it's all metaphorical, so it doesn't yeah. matter. No, but like literally until she becomes a mother, she doesn't develop the backbone to start screaming at everybody and to burn the whole thing down. Yeah. Like it's pretty shitty view of well, everything. Yes, it is. Um, As though before that. Although you can see how the person who made Noah made this. Oh, God, yes. Yes. I just don't feel like I need to see more of Darren Aronofsky's cynical religious view of the world. No. Like, I don't, and I don't need to see him continually try to justify his religious beliefs alongside evolution and science and things. Which doesn't do that very well. uh, But that's kind of the. There's definitely that in the impetus that, behind it. That's what he wants it to be, but it, it doesn't do a very good job of it. No, because nobody knows what it's about until they get told afterwards. Well, even or if you do know case. what it's about, you're like, well, that's a pretty cynical, fucked up view of things. Yes. But, like, at the same time, I, I think that's what he's trying – he's like, like – I get that work through your, you know, your beliefs and your faith through your art, but at the same time, it's a pretty horrible view of your – I mean, if this was, like, world. a complete criticism of Christianity as a religion – Maybe I could see it, <laughs> or a complete Christ- uh, a complete criticism of his relationship with Christianity, or his relationship between the relationship between creativity and creation. But he doesn't do a good enough job of that. No, I don't think so either. It's just kind of, yeah, it's just like, look what we all do to beautiful Jennifer Lawrence, aren't we terrible? Yeah, and it's not even, and yet she like gives us everything, and then yeah. we can and create. Yes, I don't. I don't actually know also, why what his women get to be creative or the creator. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. All they get to do is like make babies, yeah. and you create something together. I'm like, well, you know, women are cap- capable of creating things too that aren't babies. That They're aren't ra- babies. capable of. I'm having- sure she could write a beautiful piece of paper that has a picture of him and a house on it. Yeah, that then touches every. I, I know what that was supposed to be, <laughs> but like within the context of the movie, you're like, this is dumb. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Sorry, I lost my, my train of thought. I don't actually know how strongly held Darren Aronofsky's beliefs are, but I would guess not very, by well, the way, this film is. But he's very keen on making these movies about religion at the moment, so they've well, got to I mean, be he's been making these movies about religion mind. for like 10 years. Remember we watched The Fountain? That was all about the tree of life. That's true. That seemed a little less uh, – more spiritual and less religious. Yeah, like I don't actually know what his beliefs are, and it's – from from looking at this, I would say that he's just like hates God and thinks he's terrible. Yeah, but I don't know that that's what he's going for, and that um, he is God. But it's <laughs> but this is a like this is not very pro Christian at all. No, it isn't. But so, I mean, that's what people were saying. Like Christians didn't like Noah because of yeah, a lot of that stuff, and but then we didn't just, like Noah because it was sexist. So you know, yeah. there's definitely some themes going on here. Um. Yeah, because it's, he was it's a Black really Swan, right? He was, yeah. It's like Black, a real broad like, brush 
view of Christian. Like it doesn't really seem to understand Christianity. Either. I just think I'm I'm thinking about Black Swan in relation to Noah and this. And Black Swan is so much about like it's so much about her having agency and her like you know being consumed by ambition and madness and all that sort of stuff. But it's so a story that isn't like that you could see that being about a man. Yes. Right. And it's so kind of, it's like he's gone backwards in how he sees women. I don't think he was a sole writing credit on Black Swan. I think that was written by someone else. And looking it up, it appears to have been written by Mark Heyman um, and a couple of other writers, Andre Hines and John McLaughlin. And he didn't write it, whereas this and Noah and I believe The Fountain are all written and directed by. Even The Fountain's not really sexist on the same level as the more recent stuff. It is kind of sexist. It's, you know, fridging yeah. and weird woman worshipping that he does. Mm. But, it but wasn't yeah, I, I think, like, um, but, but yeah, um, Black Swan to me is a more collaborative effort. And it's not, like yeah. he was. Um, but he made that movie. Like he, he, made, he directed it, but he didn't write it. And he wasn't dating the lead, which I guess he wasn't with Noah either. I don't think he and Russell Crowe ever dated. <laughs> um, or that he, I don't think he ever dated either of the lead women in that. That was Jennifer Connolly and Emma Watson, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of. It's so, um, it's just so negative and awful. Yeah. And, like, it's probably does represent a realistic view of, like, how Christians view women and and that, like, mm. not all Christians, obviously, don't come at me, but, like, Christianity and things like that and it's view yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, the, the view of women as, as being there to just sort of take care and give birth and deal with all the blood and the water and the cleaning and the uh, while the men stand back and take all the credit and do and all the mopping up after history yeah um like in um what is it what's her name in history boys francis something mm. with dormant nope <sighs> oh the character right no it was it's the actress is francis something i think she's the um madame maxine <laughs> oh de la tour thank you <laughs> Um, I knew it was France or something. Um, yeah, that's right. They're all like being creative and out there. And have you seen the History Boys? I haven't, but I know. Oh, I about think about that quote a lot. Yeah, that um, women's the story of women in history is mopping up after men mm. and their wars and stuff. Yeah, um, which isn't entirely true, but it's you know, and certainly the view of this film. That's what Jennifer Lawrence and her film. successes. And have it's to do. literally the view of this film. Um, except for oh, that's true. There is also Kristen Wiig, who is probably. <laughs> I don't like she was called Harold. Yes. And she starts out just being kind of a publicist, mm. but then ends up like just straight up shooting people. <laughs> like, yeah. Or straight up ordering people to be shot. And I'm not sure what the role of that was. Mm. We all remember the SWAT team raid at the birth of Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm not sure what the, what yeah, that so she's was all meant about. to be the, the sort of, well, I mean, it, presumably she's the, the angel that announces the birth of Jesus, but I don't remember what his name is. I think it's Michael. Michael. <laughs> that Catholic education the, served you well. The Metatron? <laughs> the Metatron. I'm um, sorry. No, so I'm pretty sure that was Michael. Yeah, the angel, the Archangel Michael, and she's meant to be that guy. Yeah, I just don't know what all – I mean, it's clearly supposed to represent, like, humans and their wars and all that sort of stuff and their – Yeah. But all this desperation for God thing, like, and his relationship with them is – really odd 
Maybe he is secretly an atheist and he's just trying to put everybody off religion. Aronofsky. But he seems really obsessed with religious, telling religious stories. Well, it, it, look, it wouldn't surprise me. The way he tells these stories, it's almost like he wants he's not religious at all and he wants to like – which would I mean, also maybe be he fine, had but a Catholic he... upbringing that he needs to contend with or something. I don't know. Maybe. Which would also be fine, but I don't really need him to work out his psychological issues on a grander forum where I have to watch <laughs> them in movies. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't feel like that's something that I want to be part of. Can't mm-hmm. he just go talk to his shrink about it instead of, you know, killing Jennifer Lawrence's baby and then beating her half to death? Yeah. That was really brutal. It was awful. But I think... I I was so removed, like so removed mm. at that point that it just didn't affect me at all. I think I might have laughed at one point. Yeah, you that, definitely I, laughed at that. Well, I, I was rolling I think also my eyes because it was like going. The, oh, there's God. a lot of CG in that bit yeah. as well, and it doesn't look real again. Mm. Like it's so brutal and it's so not real. Yeah, it just doesn't seem real. So, but uh, yeah, by that stage you're so removed from the story. It's it's you can't really connect with her as a character at all. No. Um, and that's the problem is like, yeah, this is an exercise to work out Darren Aronofsky's brain that people put lots of money and lots mm. of work and into. And lots of good actors, to, like yeah. particularly Jennifer Lawrence and, and probably also Michelle Pfeiffer, like good actors want to get involved in this thing. And it's like a bit of a – it's him working out his midlife crisis yeah. on screen. <sighs> I don't know what else to say. I'm really kind of – It's all right. We've We've talked for half an hour. We can okay. – Wrap I'm it just up. really kind of bummed by this movie. Yeah, like I, I I want better for Jennifer Lawrence because she's not because <laughs> I don't know she got paid, no doubt, and she got to and she is the lead and the face of this movie absolutely. Plus, um, the posters look great. <laughs> that's her something that I can sad say. No, painted the, posters. You, no, the, there's one where like literally she's holding a bloody heart out, which should tell you that it's at yeah. the end of the movie. But there was a Rosemary's Baby one. Um, there's a lot of quite good, and there's one of like her the one where she looks sad. It's actually her chipping away. Like she's made a porcelain, there's bits of her coming off. Um, I thought the posters were actually quite good. Hmm. I also thought the trailer was good because it got everybody talking. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking the Bloody Heart poster. That's the only one I'd actually seen. Oh, I've seen quite a few. I remember when the Rosemary's Baby one came out. And really interesting Which one was the Rosemary's Baby one? There was a poster that looked like Rosemary's Baby. It's got the house and then she's underneath it. It's all red. Oh, yes. No, I see it now. I didn't see that poster either. Oh, because I remember when that came out and there were all these theories about it, like that she might have um, Alzheimer's or that it was going to be a sneaky remake of Rosemary's mm. Baby or all sorts of interesting, much more interesting than what yeah. the movie ended up being. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see a movie where it was like she felt like she was, you know, the, and it would be really interesting to have a movie that portrayed Alzheimer's as being like she is confused about what's going on and her husband is a lot older and she doesn't understand why he's a lot older. And yeah, like, that would have actually been interesting. It would have been and really her, fascinating. And her character was really Michelle Pfeiffer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, or like, like Michelle Pfeiffer's her like friend and, and mm. she feels like her friend is against her because yeah. of these things that are going on yeah. and she feels like that, Although you know, she's I, I seeing just, the house in yeah. different ways to what it looks like. Um, the most recent season of Bojack Horseman does a really good episode about what it's like to have Alzheimer's. Okay. And it's that's not unlike that. She's very, very confused by all the people who are around her and there's people whose faces she can't quite remember. And then I'd like – they don't do the bit that you just mentioned where you're, like, wondering why your friends and your husband are so old. Mm. Um, but that would be really cool. Yeah. I just thought it would be interesting. Yeah, I think it would <laughs> Much be. better than this movie. There's lots of better movies than you, that you can make than this. And there's a lot of better movies that you can see than this. Yeah. So I don't see this. No. Shall we rate it? Yeah. One star from me. I'm going to go all the way up to one and a half stars, I think. 
Though, like I said, there's some, I, I can sort of see the ideas that are being portrayed. And, like, the kind of shock of, like, the murder, the yeah. Cain and Abel murder is really affecting the that worked well, scenes yeah. between the women are really affecting that one scene with her and Javier. But um, it just, you know, needs to be more focused unless and I it, want it, to yeah. work out my... Uh, issues with religion and women. Yeah, and and I agree. There are a couple creativity. of there are a couple of good bits in there. It just it's not a good experience to watch. No. In any way, I mean, partly because it makes you seasick, but also just the whole thing is it doesn't it, even it's look not that good. Well, it doesn't. No, it's not shot that well. It's just not a good experience. It didn't feel like a psychological thriller or anything to me. No, I wasn't. It didn't have enough psychologically th- well, involved. No, and there wasn't. There was no kind of. To do that, it would have had to have actually built suspense and actually yeah. got you to feel more. And it wasn't. It was an intellectual exercise and it didn't do that. But, yeah, so one and a half from you, one from me. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you'd like to find the show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you'd like to read Katie's review of Mother, you can do that on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.